A quick note about this podcast. Information is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to include or constitute financial product advice. You should obtain independent advice from an Australian Financial Services licensee before making any investment decisions. Please refer to ASX's full disclaimer with respect to this podcast on the section of the ASX website titled The Ideas Exchange by ASX. Welcome to the July edition of ASX's Market Activity Podcast. My name is Graham O'Brien. Joining me again is Jacinta Slosser, our resident investment products expert at ASX. Jacinta, happy new financial year. Thanks, Graham. Happy new financial year to you. What do you reckon? Do we uh, start off with some New Year's resolutions? I tend not to make them, but I must admit that over the weekend, I did pull out my laptop, start looking at my tax return, which is something I never do this early, and also started thinking about where I can maybe, you know, balance some portfolios, sell out of things that are costing me too much and maybe tuck a bit more away to super. So yes, it was crossing my mind. Yeah, that cost savings, that uh, cost of living starting to eat everywhere. So if we can get some cost savings out of our investments too, then every little bit helps. Mine's all about putting a little bit more away in super. Uh, We know we're getting that extra half a percent as of today, but uh, it looks like we're actually going to need a little bit more because of that cost of living. I think uh, putting that little bit extra away is going to help me, especially now I'm going to have to work a little bit longer too. I have to work all the way up to 67 years old rather than 65 these days. So I think that little bit more in super is going to help in the long run. You and me both, it does cross my mind when I read those um, headlines about the uh, retirement age increasing. So this month's Rocket Wrap, I thought we'd do just something a little bit different. Uh, We're going to actually take a look back at the financial year that was before getting back to our normal, normal rhythm of actually going in and looking at the month that was. So the Australian share market was keeping a watchful eye on inflation as it continued to hover well above the Reserve Bank targets throughout last financial year. Uh, The overnight cash rate actually increased 11 out of 12 months over the year, moving from 0.85% to 4.1%, almost identical to the average dividend yield for shares at the moment. So it's no surprise that investors are sitting on a truckload of cash. $1 trillion in cash is what we're sitting on now, and we're finally getting something like a semi-decent return on that cash. Jacinta, what's that meant for the share market over the year? Well, the Australian market finished the year up 9.7%. So seven out of the 12 months were up. The best performing stock out of our top 300 companies for financial year 23 was Liontown Resources, rallying from 1.05.5 to 2.83, up 168%. Whilst on the other end of the scale, Javoice Global was the worst performing stock, falling from 053 to just 6.5 cents, which is down 88%. So switching back to our normal wrap, Graham, how did the market perform in June? It was a little bit like the financial year. The market was a bit up and down throughout the June, rallying to a high of 7,366 points on the 20th of June, then retreating to a low of 7,063 points just six days later. Then there was a late month rally, helping the index finish up 1.6% for the month at 7,000 203 points. Continued speculation around inflation 
and interest rates is the cause of this whippy market. Tomorrow, we have the next rate decision from the Reserve Bank. Market expectations are predicting a 72% chance that rates will actually remain steady this month. So he's hoping for markets we uh, get a reprieve from those interest rate rises. Jacinta, how did each of the market sectors perform in June? In June, seven out of 11 sectors finished up. So we'll start with those that were up. We had materials up 4.7%, resources up 4.5%, financials up 3.1%, consumer staples up 2.9%, energy up 1.8%, technology up 1.8%, consumer discretionary up 1.8%, the four negative sectors being small odds down 0.3%, telco down 1%, AREITs down 1.6%, and healthcare grains are down a whopping 6.6%. And this is thanks to CSL falling 10% off the back of foreign currency impacts, with the company expecting headwinds of between 230 and 250 million hitting their bottom line. So, Graham, what about the individual stocks? Yeah, the winners for the month out of our top 300 stocks. Points Bet Holdings up 37%. Paladin Energy up 34%. 5E Advanced Materials up 33%. Service Stream Limited up 31%. And Deep Yellow up 29%. Whilst over to the losers, Lake Resources down 43%. WeBit Nano down 24%. Baby Bunting Group down 24%. Javoice Global, that one that you mentioned was the worst performer in the financial year, was down another 23% in June. Mass Group down 22%. Now over to investment products. Jacinta, can you give us a rundown of the May that was for investment products? Yes, Graham. After a strong April, we experienced a subdued May for investment products with total assets under management of all ASX investment products decreasing from $404.17 billion to $401.44 billion. However, exchange traded products were up 0.9%. From $142.13 billion to $143.46 billion, remaining the leader, while M funds were down 4.3% from $1.68 billion to $1.61 billion. LICs and LITs were down 1.1% from $49.08 billion to $48.53 billion. AREITs were down 1.7% from $143.4 billion to $140.88 billion, and infrastructure funds were down 1.4% from $67.91 billion to $66.97 billion. For the month of May, we saw exchange-traded products flows of $1.33 billion, and ETP asset class breakdown by percent to May remained steady, with Australian equities... 27%, global equities, 48%, fixed income, 12%, other, 13%. Now, Graham, last month, I promised we had a good pipeline of new investment products coming to market, and I can reveal that we welcomed 10 ASX investment products in the month of May. And in the interest of time, I'll summarise them by company and ticker. We welcomed three products by JP Morgan, ticker JHPI, JPEQ, and JPHQ. Two products by iShares, GLIN and GLPR. Two products by BetaShares, HGBL and BGBL. One product by Van Eyck, TBIL. And two products by Aorus, BAOR, 
D-A-O-R, noting that that was the first products that Aorus have brought to market on the ASX. So congratulations to Aorus. And for the full monthly report, which includes the names of these funds, please head to the ASX website. Investors can look for issuers and then click on ASX fund statistics. Now, Graham, there's been some other activities. Tell us more. Yeah, before we get there, those tongue twisters you did well there. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't believe you got them all spot on. Well done. I'm surprised too. It's early in the morning. For those looking to upskill to some of the more sophisticated products that we have on ASX, we actually have an options trading game running at the moment. It's been up and running for two weeks. There's still three weeks to go for investors, but it's a really great way for people to start learning about some things that might be a little bit more difficult to understand. So there's lots of good knowledge information built into ASX's pages around options. So you can start upskilling and what these things are calls and puts, what are they in the market, but then put them into play via the options trading game. 500 bucks goes to the winner of the game and there's still plenty of time especially if this market remains a little bit whippy uh, there's plenty of opportunities to profit from both rising and falling markets and thank you to everyone for listening that's a wrap for july on behalf of jacinta and myself we wish you all the best with your investments throughout july are you keen to learn more why not visit the asx blog asx.com.au slash blog for a wide range of articles, videos and insights from ASX experts, listed companies and investment professionals.